0: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Your Dose, the podcast which shares stories to help people feel less alone and more connected and in this episode we are speaking with Jesse and Matt who are the founders of Inner Steps a mental health app which uses ai and storytelling to combat children's mental health Jesse and Matt will be discussing their journey as young entrepreneurs and also the development of the mental health app they explain how storytelling can be an effective method for supporting children's mental health and describe the features of their app which combines both Proven clinical strategies with personalized children books and gamified stories. The founders will share their challenges, achievements, and future goals for Inner Steps, whilst also discussing the role of AI in optimizing mental health. And the app is actually due to launch at the end of the year, which is really exciting. I absolutely loved speaking with Jesse and Matt. They are so inspiring as 21-year-old entrepreneurs who are both still at university studying And everyone needs to raise investment, won competitions and also building something which will make a huge difference in the mental health space. So um, if you are a parent or if you have young people in your family, this is an incredible app to look out for. And also as well, this episode is really relevant for anybody who might be thinking of starting a business, specifically in the tech space or any other business, um, just to give you an insight into what it actually means to be an entrepreneur and some of the, fa- some of the challenges that you might face. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you enjoy. <laughs> Hello, Jesse and Matt. Welcome to the Your podcast.
1: Thanks so much for having us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, really excited to be here.
0: (laughs) Um, So for the listeners, can you tell us a little bit about you two, where you're from, what you're doing at the moment?
1: So my name is Jesse. (laughs) And I'm Matt. And we've started an entrepreneurial venture called Inner Steps. So we're both born and bred in Sydney. We've lived here our entire lives. Amazing. 20 minutes away from here, which is incredible. And... We, uh, I
2: guess, start off with how we met each other in the first place. We go from the beginning. Yeah, so Jesse and I met each other about 15 years ago. Uh, we grew up doing... Uh, and much... just just plug,
0: how, how old are you guys now?
2: We're 21.
0: Yeah, okay. This is good. Good yeah. to know for the listeners for, for what you talk about in a little bit. But anyway, yeah. go on.
2: So, yeah, so we're 21 years old and we grew up together doing a lot of skiing, a lot of hiking, a lot of adventuring.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: and... So, I mean, about, yeah, two years ago, we witnessed the impact of mental health on uh, some of our closest family and friends and realized that there was a really, you know, that there's definitely an opportunity to do something to hopefully support a lot of um, young kids out there. And that's how we sort of came up with the idea to do Inner Steps.
0: And just taking it back a little bit. So you two are still at university.
1: Yeah, we're both in our final year of university.
0: And where are you studying?
1: I'm studying at University of New South Wales and I study at Sydney Uni.
0: Oh, so you're not at the same uni? No. Oh, I did not know that. And what are you studying?
1: Uh, I'm doing information systems and commerce, double degree. I'm a graphic designer, so I study graphic design.
0: So pre Inner Steps, which we'll go into in a minute, what did you guys think you would have been doing with your life?
1: Well, I've always been interested in entrepreneurship. That's part of my degree. I've loved the idea of you have to start a business, manage things, manage people. So it was always a dream of mine to start a business. I, in all honesty, picturing myself at this point a couple of years ago, which is during COVID, which is very hard to picture outside of, but I thought we'd be continuing through uni, getting ready for the career and work at the next stage. But this is such a far cry from that and it's absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah. And what about you? I
2: uh, started doing graphic design about three years ago. Yeah. So I started doing contract work, and then, and that that was in high school. So I kind of knew I wanted to be a designer. I just followed that path, and um, I, I didn't actually know I was going to go to uni until after I finished school. Mm. And I thought, um, you know, why not give it a crack? And it, it's been amazing. Yeah, it's actually been a lot of fun meeting a lot of people. Yeah.
0: People and what was like the critical moment that you decided to come together? Aside from obviously your friend's mental health issue, um, what was it like? Do you remember the moment when you two were like, "Let's start an app together"?
2: Well, this is actually first of all Matt's idea, so happy for him to
0: really, start. yeah.
2: So about a year ago, in February last year, that's sort of when we came up. I came up with the idea to do something in children's mental health, and I think I just saw the idea or, or thought of the idea of storytelling as something that's already so effective. And considering how large the AI boom has been, thought maybe there was a way that I could combine them. And I remember actually my mom owns a cafe in Redwick and I remember calling Jessie. Great cafe, met. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But um, I remember meeting Jesse there and telling her about this idea and we kind of just looked at each other and thought, yeah, we have to give this a go. Like, there, you know, there's something really great here mm. and um, Jesse and I have very different skill sets and thought that you know we could definitely work hard together to make something like this really special
0: so you kind of like briefly mentioned it but I think uh, an overview of the app would be good
1: yeah absolutely so I could give a little elevator picture idea of yeah how present it. but so one in seven children in Australia between the ages of five and twelve a clinically significant mental health illness and over half these children are receiving no support at all crisis has been exacerbated by COVID. And yet, even with those stats, there is still no truly scalable and personalized mental health solution for these children that can help them through their journeys. So what we try to do with Inner Steps is break down the main barriers of inaccessibility, high cost, and stigma by leveraging, as Matt mentioned, AI and emotion technologies. Our app combines proven clinical strategies with custom and enjoyable children's books, audiobooks, storybooks, gamified stories to help children feel less alone in their struggles and empower parents to better understand and address their child's mental health needs.
0: So how exactly does storytelling help for anybody listening who's never heard of storytelling as a, a, a method for mental health?
2: I mean, I think uh, storytelling is something that is, uh, you know, it's been really special for a really, really long time through religion. You know, how people pass mm. stories down to to kids and like their kids, et cetera. And also just in general, like that's, I think, a lot of how religion is built, is built on stories. And um, we, we did a lot of research into the effectiveness of storytelling from like, child psychologists and how a lot of kids are read to uh, when they're really young. And that's how they learn a lot of different topics and a lot of important lessons. And I, I guess that's how we kind of came up with the idea of that this could be something that's really effective. And, and if you think of like how when you were younger, what you read, whether it was Dr. Seuss's books or you read
1: Roald Dahl, you think that's where you learn your lessons. Every single one of those stories has mm. got a lesson in it and they're fun to read. I remember I'd go over the same book again and again and again. I yeah. loved it. And it was the exact same thing every single time. No surprises. So we know that children love storytelling. They love the idea, even when, like, when it has a lesson incorporated into it. And if we're able to make that into a personalized way that can actually include them, their interests, their favorite colors, characters, whatever it is, yep. it's not only personalized, but then also integrate mental health strategies to help their emotional literacy, I feel like it's an amazing opportunity.
0: So if I was to, if I was a parent now and I was to log on to your app, how, how would it look and what would be the first steps?
1: So I'll leave this one up to the designer
2: who did <laughs> yeah. the incredible designs for it. <laughs> So the way it works is a parent basically would open up the app and they can either create an account or log in and pretty much what happened is that that will either way will move them to the home screen, which is where they can sort of add a new profile for their child. And I guess the way that that works is they they go into there and then they input basic things about the kid, like just a first name, the year that they were born. And then it's much more like the child's favorite animal and favorite color, the things they're interested in. And then we do a lot of like the things that they're concerned about, and that's very approachable stuff. It's like fear of the dark or fear of thunderstorms, school refusal, etc. And what we do is we pretty much analyze that profile and tie it in with um, clinical research. So we use proven clinical strategies, which we've been working with a number of different psychologists to get to that, and basically just take both of those sort of bits of the um, app and combine them using artificial intelligence to produce these stories that are then delivered as, picture books or as traditional stories or audiobooks, um, Yeah.
0: And how do you test the effectiveness of this storytelling on children?
2: So that'll actually be the
1: next step. In the next yeah. couple of weeks, we're undergoing a pilot in a number of schools around Sydney and also internationally. And so that's when we can really get all the detailed and intricate feedback, test the effectiveness and know that what we can do to actually improve and better help these children through the process. But in our preliminary testing, where we're showing children, parents, mental health professionals, They've all yeah. said this kind of product is not only needed, it's highly effective in the space.
0: And how long will the pilot project be, study be for? Sorry?
1: So the pilot project will be between six to eight
0: weeks. And during that period, will it be the parents that will be, or will also there be the schools and teachers that will be referring back to you guys?
1: So for this initial pilot program, we're going through parents. Yeah. And so that's the way where we can get the most direct and accurate feedback. And so parents will be the one who are able to go through the app, work with their child, but in the short term, we'll also look to roll it out both for schools, for counsellors, for teachers as
2: a support network for that too.
0: And what are the age groups, would you say, of children that will typically be using the app?
2: So we wanted to target it at children aged about 4 to 12. So about primary school kids and then maybe a little bit earlier than um, primary school. So end of preschool as well.
0: And just going back to that a little bit, because I know we only briefly, you kind of mentioned it, but why do you believe that targeting people, I know why, but for the listeners, what do you think it is about that four to 12 year old range that's really important to target individuals to help prevent mental health issues?
1: Well, there is, and as as we mentioned before, there is such a pandemic of mental health concerns and there is the awareness it's increasing for adults and Mm -hmm. adolescents but there is such a struggle among children who are younger that's really not publicly known about. There's still that stigma that exists. And so, not only do we need to teach emotional literacy and so they can have the techniques when they get to those stages, we also need to help the children who are struggling at the moment because there are so many more yeah. than what we.
0: Absolutely. And in terms of like your challenges as entrepreneurs, because mm-hmm. I can't, I still can't believe when I first met you guys and you said that you had 21, um, that blows mm-hmm. my mind, but I mean, maybe we can touch a little bit on your entrepreneur journey. If there is anybody who's listening, who's maybe looking to set up a tech app or, or start a business, how did, obviously you had the initial idea. What was the process after that?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, are you asking about our process in terms of how we kind of got from this? Yeah, from the
0: idea to where Um, you are now, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, so after Jesse and I kind of spoke about going into doing this together, um, we looked into applying for a bunch of different incubators and that's sort of where you can take an idea that you have and I guess validate it with the help of different mentors across different fields and you get to pitch your idea against other people and, and see if there's any kind of interest out there. You also learn a little bit of an understanding of how to make mm-hmm. a business model, how to understand your market size, how to you know sketch your idea, I guess you can visualize it a bit, and we were really lucky and got into the Peter Farrell Cup at UNSW last year, mm-hmm. and that was sort of the start of our whole entrepreneurial journey. Oh my gosh. We, um, yeah, we kind of just, we rocked up first week and just sat there thinking like we're just among all these people who've just got their ideas as well, and, and we're kind of seeing that. God, we got to like turn this thing into like something that you know we can make people believe is really going to happen. So yeah, it's pretty surreal (laughs) (laughs) sitting there the
1: first week. We're like, because
2: it's like it's students
1: of UNSW, but a lot of the majority is postgraduate students as well, and so people who have had lots of experience, whether it be industry Mm. or experience just in general. And so we're sitting there like, what are we doing? Like it was it was such a cool feeling, and we knew there was so much work ahead, but. It was such an incredible process. We absolutely loved it. Yeah.
0: And the incubator thing that you mentioned yeah. <laughs> shows how much I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you have to pay for that, or can you just apply and
1: enter? So UNSW is amazing in terms of its entrepreneurship, so it's ah, okay. funded. And so we were able to enter into this competition with the support of all the UNSW founders team and the people that s- surrounded us. There, I know there. Are, this is the UNSW program, at the uni that I'm at, but I know there are programs at almost every uni. We know of. And so to be able to go through that process and for it to be free as well is such an incredible opportunity and really allowed us to get our legs together and yeah. get up off the ground. Wow. Definitely.
0: And what are some of the biggest challenges is it that you've faced so far in your journey? Yeah.
2: I think there's I, I think it's it's one of those things that when you you absolutely just never realize how much you know goes into it and that nothing is ever straightforward and and you never really have this clear understanding of what it is you're trying to do or how you're going to get there it's a lot of you know just Mm. I guess the passion is a lot of what drives it and a lot of it is just reaching out to people and I'm looking for mentors and looking for people who have done it before and and then a lot of it's just researching and kind of giving everything a crack Um, we have definitely had a a lot of a lot of challenges I think for me one of the first things was like Um, when we were leading into the finals of the PFC, our incubator, we um, had kind of spent all this time writing our, like, pitch for the finals, for the stage, and I remember, like, we thought we had done it really well, and we went for a a meeting with one of the startup coaches, and he was just kind of like, he was like, you guys need to, like, kind of get into this way more, like, this needs to connect with everyone way more, like, you're missing a lot of things. And I remember we walked out of there thinking, how are we going to fix this in like three days before oh the thing. Oh my gosh. And, uh, it, it, was, it was definitely the first like real setback. Um, but no, we, we obviously, we, can't, we overcame it. And, um, but... and I, I think there's, there's
1: obviously a lot of challenges to it, startups. And it's really hard to pinpoint specific ones because everything is just... A
0: challenge. A, <laughs> every, a
1: challenge everything is problem solving. But yeah, I think one of the big ones was the, I think even standing up on stage, pitching to the 500 people on the finals night of of our incubator was a challenge. I think the ability to try uh, onboard some people and find people you wanted to drive this with is a challenge. I think probably the next biggest challenge is producing a product that we're happy with. We've got our vision, specifically Matt has got his vision with his designs, and so being able to replicate that in a functional form. It's definitely, and will continue to be a challenge for us too. Yeah. Nothing that's not, we are not able to overcome. That. Yeah.
0: And have you changed any of your, any of your idea along the way?
1: It's, it's definitely evolved. Yeah. Mm. we've think evolved. It's definitely evolved. The core mm. idea we've always known is something that could help people. And it's, but in terms of the actual intricacies, of the idea of evolve, but I wouldn't say the whole idea has changed as a whole, although startups, it's, Basically, known that constant pivoting, so I'm sure that we'll go through this testing we'll yeah. make some and some changes, but we'll see
2: what comes next.
0: Yeah. And how long do you think it will be until the launch of the app?
2: I think we are aiming to launch it around the end of the year. It's really sort of excited for us. I think a little bit of time left, but yeah, we definitely have a few milestones, big ones that we want to hit this year, I guess, in the lead up to that. Um, but. You know, I think if everything kind of steers on a on a semi right track towards the end of the year, then uh, it it does look like it's it's going to be possible to do a launch at the end of the year, which uh, would be the most incredible feeling of working towards something. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I just how do you guys manage the this side hustle and you're literally finishing university? Like, do you have final year exams coming up? yes so so in in all honesty
1: i would definitely classify this as the main hustle
0: yes this this is definitely what
1: all of our time goes towards everything we do is working in the startup managing things people uh and we also both have a job if not number of jobs on the side as well really oh my so it's definitely busy no question yeah but i think you just It's kind of classic, you give a busy person tasks and they'll do it quickly. Like you have to, when you've got specific amounts of time, you have to get them done. So it means with the startup we will try to get things done efficiently. With uni, we'll try to get things done efficiently. And it's sort of just a balance in all of those senses. Although no question, it's very busy for both of us.
2: Yeah, I mean, in saying that though, like um, I don't have university this semester. I have like a few subjects to go at the end of the year. So we do have uni and we do work and do this, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it's somewhat manageable. Um, somewhat. Yeah, somewhat.
0: <laughs> and are you okay. guys delegating anything to other people? because, Or is mm-hmm. it just you are? It's not just purely you two doing everything on this app?
1: No, fortunately it's not. We've got a team yeah. of five now. So Wow, so
0: who's in the team? So
1: we've got one, uh, one registered psychologist who's just joined the team as the CEO. Wow. As well as we've been working with two software engineers, full-stack software engineers. who so have been incredible for the yeah. last couple of months. Three months, if not yeah, longer, as well. four months now. Yeah, and so we're definitely wow. able to. They're definitely helping so much with the workload, skill sets we don't have. Yeah, to and they've been a massive support and such a big part of everything to be able to get this thing to the market.
0: And on that point of delegation, I was speaking to somebody literally on my podcast before about this. He was a, an entrepreneur, and was it difficult for you guys to delegate because you this is like your baby and you kind of want to feel like I personally know that when I've ever done like built something I've always been like well I want to do everything I want it to do it my way how has that been difficult
2: yes uh yes and no I, I think um you know part of last year Jesse and I did everything by like together you know and, and it's um it's also a lot and uh, mm-hmm. as the startup grows there is more and more you know things that you need other people to like we can't do everything we also don't have the skills to cover like app development and you know some of the other I, I guess aspects of the startup but it um I guess it, it took uh, it takes time to build trust with anyone and I think for me as someone who cr- critiques things like crazy mm-hmm. um, it's not intentional I just you know I, I like when I see something and I I guess, for my I guess that's the
0: graphic designer in you, though, yeah. isn't it? <laughs>
2: definitely. <laughs> no, definitely, yes. Yeah. Especially for, like, um, you know, like the product side of things. Um, you know, it's important to me that I guess the way I want to tell the story through it is represented in something that other people get to use. So it definitely takes time to build trust and build foundations with people you bring in. But um, I think we've been really lucky with mm. the people we've had. And I, uh, everyone who's joined it is, has a really incredible passion towards children's mental health and making a, a really big impact. And I think that that is definitely part of the reason why we all have good chemistry and, and it, the team actually works well together and, yeah. and gets along well, um, which is definitely a yeah. good thing.
0: For me. I mean, if there's a cause that everyone cares yeah. about and you're all on the same mission, that's really important. Just going back to the psychologist though, what exactly will her role be as a COO in the company?
1: So it's, it's actually a guy's name is Yossi. Oh. <laughs>
0: do, you know what's, do you know what's funny? Is that there is there are more male psychologists than female psychologists. Really? Yes. Seriously? Yes. And there was this whole thing at university about saying that they, that they would often discriminate against females becoming psychologists. And there'll be always be more, in the UK anyway, I don't know, I actually think worldwide that's also true. Mm. Um, but a lot oh, of right. males would get onto the doctorate and females wouldn't seriously yeah no no it was that's a huge it's, it's a huge thing and then the they well they were trying to work on equality and all that sort of stuff so I don't know why I said her but I've always I've always dealt with only female psychologists so uh, that's,
1: that's so fair enough it, it happens <laughs> the first people you meet it's, it's totally inspiring
0: but anyway he um, what, what, <laughs> what will his role be
1: so his role will be first of all dealing a lot with the psychology side, so to be able to manage the strategies, the people, the advisory boards, ensuring that everything in that area of the business is highly reputable and looked yes. after. But also, and that's his role as a psychologist and a clinical lead, but also as a COO, which he'll be in charge of a lot of the operations, which means that whether that's day-to-day or working on a pilot or working on a different number of components, again, a startup, you have your role that you say, but you branch out into absolutely everything. Yeah. So hopefully his and we've just un- onboarded him. Thank you, Yossi. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah, he'll have a really varied role in everything. And can't wait to join us in the journey.
0: Wow. Yeah. And so what are your future goals or visions for Inner Steps?
1: Oh, where, where do we start? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess the first, I mean, the first goal I think Matt and I have is, and we were actually talking about this earlier this morning, the way that we'll classify this as a success if it helps one child or one family yeah. or helps someone not go through what we've seen close family and friends go through that will be a success no matter what else that is the first stage and mm. that's success obviously yeah we hope to ramp out from there but i guess that's the first thing
2: i think there's um a lot of goals and uh, i mean not only this year i guess in general um you know neither just or i have done something like this before so i guess Every little thing feels like we've just hit another milestone, Yeah. Um, whether that's being accepted into competitions around the world or it's um, launching the product on the app store. Like, you know, these are things I could have dreamed about, like when I design stuff that actually makes it this far. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think for me, the biggest goal this year would be to to make it to a launch um, or to get to the end of the pilot and um, be really, really proud of everyone that was involved in it. And all the, the research we get to analyze and hopefully that's going to help us make something that's uh you know going to help other people. Yeah. yeah.
0: And what would you say has been the most monumental moment so far for you both on your entrepreneur journey?
1: I, I, we may have the same one, but this uh the, I know one, uh, the night of the Peter Farrell. Yeah. <laughs> was, I, that was crazy. Yeah, when we stood up it was it was an incredible feeling. We stood up and we presented last out of okay. all the teams there was eight I think 70 or 80 teams who had got we got down to the final 10 like 500, saw, people, 500 watching. people watching and we stood up there and we uh we pitched we did the Q&A went through everything came off and was like all right we hope that was enough <laughs> and we came off, we were listen to all the prizes and then coming off prize and prize and we just weren't there you weren't one of them and Matt and I, I remember looking at, looking at each other and being like seriously put in all this effort and we didn't get anything and it got down to the last prize (laughs) which was the first place prize and when they said our name
2: i think it was (gasps) essentially the most surreal feeling oh my gosh
0: i can't even imagine what did you guys do
2: (laughs) i honestly was in so much shock like it was kind of it was so crazy because like when he the guy who announced it Kind of was just like, said really like softly? Like so I kind of looked at Jesse and I was like, oh shit, is that us? Like we really, win? and I, I remember looking up and like my smile oh! was so
0: big. Like,
2: and you can see like a bunch of my friends and some of my family had come to support us. And you know, we just seen that like these two like really young guys who just thought we could do some like a little bit of good in the world, and we would be practicing this pitch so much oh and, um, I was, wish I
0: was there to see that it, honestly it was the best feeling to be
2: up there and uh, do something that you're really proud of and then you know and know that other people kind of believed in what we were doing and what we were saying so yeah, yeah what yeah, was some of
0: the other businesses that you were going business ideas that you're going up against
1: oh, there was a whole range there was a specific type of uh IVF treatment which utilized utilize light particles to be able to analyze the health and different DNA of uh, embryos. There was a robotic pet company <laughs> which which made uh, which made lifelike pets out of robotic components. Oh my
0: gosh. For the elderly,
1: there's companies that were for uh,
2: a huge range companies wow. that fully, like, with properties, properties. Property AI, and, like analytics and... so really cool ideas still yeah, so yeah. um a lot of interesting
0: do you think that um obviously some of their ideas were great do you think that it helps that you were working towards a social cause and you that you had a bit more of a story behind what you guys were doing
2: i think um you know one of the things i, I guess I, I look back on that now one of the things we've learned and really important to me is people believe a lot in the founders of the idea they believe in like the passion that drives yeah. them and you know why they actually wanted to do it and, and i guess what makes it special for them to do it and i think that was definitely one of the, the i think it's one of the biggest things about us doing it is our connection to the cause and our i guess the passion that follows that and our belief in our ability to make an impact i think usually when when we talk and I guess what we try to do is display that as much as we can and and people seem to be able to connect to it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's that really old cringy saying that people buy from people, but it is true, isn't it? So you guys have clearly shown your passion and people will buy the story as much as they will buy the idea of the app as well. Um, So next question was about, support and resources that you've had so far on your entrepreneur journey is there anything in spe- like specifically that's really helped you
1: i mean i <laughs> the, the reason we're laughing at that question is because it's been so much support it's been incredible the fact people who have been happy to talk to us have been happy to provide advice or resources or connections or anything like that to be able to support us in this journey as i think you mentioned mental health is something everyone can get behind specifically children's mental health. And so Mm. people are happy to put a foot forward to be the support. And we could rattle off a dozen names, two dozen names easily, people who have been helping us in this journey just so far. And just, yeah, thank you to everyone who's been able to help us. And we can't wait until we can actually make that into reality.
0: And has it been a lot of you guys, like reaching out to people and putting yourselves out there as well? Aside from the fact, obviously you've entered this competition and you've won. Has there been anything... That you guys have done away from the support that you will have had from winning the competition, if that question makes sense.
1: In ter- in terms of like unrelated to the competition, what have we done, kind of thing? Or yeah, like have you have you
0: tried to build connections to help you with the app outside of any of the connections that you may have got through the competition? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Um, I, 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 guess mean, I mean, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll take as part of it, and then Jesse will kind of carry it on. I hope. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> I mean, we, we've. Um, I think we we made a lot of good connections initially through winning that competition, and we've made a lot more connections outside of that. From a lot of people have been, you know, when Jesse says we had a lot of support, we've been really lucky with um, having so a lot of mutual good contacts that sort of helped us get somewhere. And um, and I guess also is going to, we signed ourselves up at the beginning for a lot of events, yeah, startup related founder events. Um, we got invited to quite a few other events that we've been to at UNSW for their accelerators. And um, we were really lucky that we, we, we got to be there so we could um, push ourselves to meet people. And that's definitely in itself is a big learning experience Yeah, is, uh you know, having to push yourself and go and talk about this idea you're doing and, you know, hope people like it and want to, you know, know more. And yeah, I guess I'll jump in then. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: yeah, I think that the PFC or the Peter Farrell Cup is the, Start like we made the, some connections off there, but that was just almost like a foothold into what we've what we've done since then. We've pitched at the Startup World Championship Summit um, in Queen, Queensland. Wow, we've, uh, <laughs> we've, we've made. Honestly, some- you guys
0: are like incredible. I can't believe it.
1: <laughs> yeah, like- we've, we've made some multiple competitions. Like we've all fi- oh, finalists for multiple New Startup Awards. finalists for the JCA Shark Tank. We've just been. Accepted and being given a booth on the in in the start largest tech conference in North America in Toronto, which yeah. happened last night, was very exciting. Oh my god! And amongst a bunch of number of other competitions and different avenues of places of being, people have approached. So I think the PFC was amazing in the sense we got those connections, but also amazing in the sense we learned those skills. We're able to yep. apply to different people, different places, and we can really keep branching off from there. And hopefully, it just grows exponentially.
0: And you guys. It's often like one of the two of the younger entrepreneurs in or have you met anyone in your journey so far that's younger 21's pretty like you hear about the odd like 18 19 mm-hmm. year old but it's so young realistically to be doing what you guys are doing well, We feel it blows my mind honestly uh-huh. i'm just in awe of you both uh-huh.
2: Um, we are, we tend to be, uh, definitely, we're definitely on the younger side of the competitions we've been to. Yeah, I've, I've um, never met anyone who's... I mean, uh, some of the littler things we've been asked to attend or asked to pitch at, we've mm. met some people that are our age, mm. or around our age. Um, but it's, uh, no, it's, we're definitely on the, the younger side of most events that we go to, yeah.
0: And what are your, like, this is a really random question, but we're here for random questions. We love random so questions. So you... <laughs> have a friendship group outside of you just you two i'm assuming what just you two just you two oh, the bros um and like what do your friends think about what you're doing are you are you surrounded by people who are also doing similar things
1: no don't uh, we, we, we don't know anyone else oh, Yeah, no, no, so you no, two oh, a, you a really bit of
0: like else. an anomaly in your friendship group then
1: yeah but in, yes. in terms of like there are in terms of what we're doing, there are people in the friendship group. Like all of our friends are pretty much uni as well. Yeah, and a lot of friends are working bloody hard as well. So in terms yeah. of that, what we're doing yeah. it's slightly is different. But in terms of work like, ethic, work ethic, and I, I've got a lot of friends that work really hard, and it's really impressive as well.
2: Yeah, and I, I mean, I definitely think that what Jesse and I are doing is, um, it's definitely a different different to what some of my friends doing, but some of my friends are um, definitely quite entrepreneurial people and have done some really amazing things themselves. So I'm definitely lucky to have a few people that I can call up and, and you know, ask advice for and just, um, you know, who have been in and around this space.
0: And are your parents either of them, like, entrepreneurs?
2: They...
1: They both own the. They both have started their own businesses, not startup ventures, but in terms of they started their own businesses and growing them over time.
0: What about you? Yes,
2: I I unfortunately my mom has. My mom worked with um, Nando's in South Africa, the one of the big food chains. Yeah, and she was um, part of, I think, some of the early people in in the um, business, but I can't give you much into that because I don't know it well enough yeah but your mom has Um, the cafe but she does have a cafe yes I just find it really
0: interesting like I'd love to do a poll and Mm -hmm. find out I'm sure there's a research study somewhere like how many people who have parents or close family members who are entrepreneurs also go on to be entrepreneurs
1: that would be interesting Uh, because like my parents
0: both entrepreneurs well started a business and so like that's something that I've grown up around and I'm probably yeah. the only one of, out of my friendship group that's always doing something really quite weird and random <laughs> and trying to start something yeah. but a lot of them haven't had parents who are who have gone off and done their own thing and so they've just seen the conventional work in a job
1: I I, I think that definitely makes a difference as I mentioned both Matt my parents have both started their own companies and so they've really had to work themselves whether it's classified kind of as a startup it's all it is still
0: it, they're still entrepreneurs regardless yeah, of, yeah
1: exactly so I think it definitely has inspiration and shows the, the what they've been able to go through and achieve and it's inspired. I can speak for myself and probably for Matt as well it's inspired me in, mm. in that sense and I think looking at them and looking at what they've done that's definitely definitely a big factor and probably why I want to do this but I can definitely see how it would impact your willingness to be able to do something
0: like this too yeah absolutely And going back to questions on on being a young entrepreneur, if there's someone listening to this, who is a similar age and wants to do something like this slash has started something like this, and they're really struggling to manage their time. So like, obviously you must get like, we're going for some pints after this, by the way, guys. So they still, they still have fun. Um, So how do you manage uni, social life and this? (laughs) what are the advice you would give
1: (laughs) i I mean i think everything is a balance there's to do something like this i i'm of the opinion you do have to put quite a lot of time and just make some sacrifices for it yeah there's definitely ways to have a balance between what you want to do like if you want to be able to work with a few more people to give yourself a bit more time it's a possibility but yeah i think we we both very much still enjoy going out seeing friends doing stuff we love going out hiking whenever we can Mm. or adventuring so i Things about
0: having that balance, and it's important to work hard, but it's also important to have a break when you need it as well. Yeah. And are there any like habits, or yeah, I guess habits that you guys do regularly that you think help keeps you on track as an entrepreneur? Yes. Come on, tell I us. Go to the gym, <laughs> like that me,
2: is like the one thing that kind of like the, gets me. The gym is a Mecca. work. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. I think i um always kind of like atmosphere or like doing that sort of stuff or just trying to be fit, strong healthy I guess but I don't think I ever realized uh, until we kind of got into this how much like having that like hour of time or two hours a day of time that you get it just I get to a switch where off it's yeah just me and I got to focus on That's big building me and <laughs> I, I guess for me that is the one thing where I know at the end of every day or at the beginning of every day I get to have that little bit of time when no one calls me, I don't have to answer anything, and um, I think above all, that has definitely been one of the, the biggest things that's helped me kind of get into better habits and, to do this.
1: Yeah, and yeah, no, I agree, like in terms of maybe not as much the gym, I've just had a shoulder reconstruction, so it's oh my it hasn't quite been as easy for that, but in terms of playing sport, I try get out, whether it's a run, basketball, tennis, whatever it ends up being, I try to play at least an hour of sport a day, get out, sweat, run around, exact same reasons as that. It makes a world of difference to be able to do that.
0: Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're all well, particularly me. I'm having a giggle fest, which is usually the case when I'm on a podcast. So I can't actually ask this question without without laughing. So Matt is, is the right most on. composed person in the room. So Matt is going to ask the question that I was going to ask and answer it. Matt, that. you're also <laughs> Matt, you're also hired oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> as a, as a um, podcast host. I'll Okay.
2: <laughs> All right. So in terms of inner steps, where do you see the future of AI, I guess, as the startup grows? Well, Matt, that's an impeccable question. Thank you for asking. <laughs> the, so
1: I, th- I think the way, the way forward for mental health is using these types of emerging technologies. It's something that is archaic, and you can see why it's archaic. Yeah. Mm. But the ability to have a solution that's scalable and personalized, specifically when the entire system is in such overwhelm, mm-hmm. is such an integral or we believe, and no bias, of course, it's such an integral part of the next stages for mental health support. And so whether this is able to, we hope to make this an entire ecosystem of products, not just stories, but we make them games. We make every single product and every single thing that can support these children and in such a personalised and tailored way. So I think without, my mind is overflowing possibilities, but they're endless. It's amazing the fact that we've had AI in around mainstream for just over a year now and this is what we've already had and we can't wait for the next stages of not only what we can produce at the moment but when the tech improves what we can produce in the next in the coming years
0: yeah I think that's it I think it's the personalization aspect that maybe we've never been able to have before to such the extent that you can give like you can give a name color and you can really create this entire story for these children and they the great thing about stories is that you feel like you're part of it like, I don't know if you ever read a book and you like get so lost in it that you feel like you're the main character Absolutely. and that's like, basically what you're creating with these children. And then I guess the, the other huge thing is the strain that it will take, hopefully off the healthcare system, because yeah. I don't know about Australia. I in the UK, the wait times are ridiculous. Um, so people often don't get seen when they should get seen. Um, and also Obviously, when they do get seen, it's often expensive. So everything that you're doing is affordable and accessible, which is so important. In terms of if anybody is listening to this, most of my listeners are in the UK. So where will this be launched, firstly?
1: So initially, this will be launched in Australia. And we'll do a pilot program locally diverse, but also locally. And from there, because of the incredible capabilities, of the technology we're building and using, it's completely multilingual. I Meaning, it can work in any language for any kid anywhere,
0: in any sp- country. In any country.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, we'll very quickly look to expand globally to countries that really need this kind of technology that don't have the support infrastructure to be able to support psychologists, and mental health professionals, and they can have something that is a support mechanism that can help them feel less alone in their journeys. And so, yeah. It's not just starting in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. overseas.
0: And also, really important question: Will this be available on Android and Apple? Yes.
2: Yes. Is there any? Are.
0: Is there any other ones?
2: No, oh. no, no, no mainstream ones.
0: No. Are there any other ones though? Apple and Android are like, like the main Linux two. Or something. But is, that's
2: not anything. Yeah. <laughs> so they're the main ones.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah. It will be available on iPhones and iPads, and then like a range of different Android products on the Play Store and the App Store.
0: And will it be free?
2: It is built on a freemium tiered subscription model. And that sort of means that when they go into the app, there are an, a number of features that people can access for free. And that's so that anyone can go on and mm. still build stories. We wanted people to still be able to access the app and use it, um, regardless of any financial situation. The where I guess where we, uh, like the rest of our business model comes into, uh, sorry, is... Um, is in the, the tiers, and what, have, what we do is we basically just charge at different tiers that can access more and more features of the app, or whether that's customizing the stories more, or that's how it's delivered, and I guess that will become like into picture books and into gamified stories and um, in different models. Yeah, just to reiterate,
1: it's, it's really important for us that the core functionalities of the app are free, and people can access them however much they need them, and they can really be able to use those to yeah. top, top their abilities. But if the parents do need additional support, will there will be some premium tiers that will allow us to fund the programs, uh, fund fund improvements, fund all p- elements of the business as well.
0: Amazing! Well, I'm so excited for the launch of this. I hope I will still be in Australia, so I'll definitely be able <laughs> to 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 have a look at it. Um, what, will, like, where will people be able to find out more about? the app at the moment if they're interested?
1: So at the moment, we can go to our, our website, steps.org yeah. and that'll have all the information. We're just about to start the pilot, which means it will be accessed on the App Store and the Google Play Store, and that will be accessed to a specific group of users who are interested. So if you want to go onto our website, inthesteps.org, you can sign up for the pilot there, and you can provide you full access to the
2: functionalities, and you can hopefully help amazing. us make Amazing!
0: That's so yeah. exciting. How many people do you expect to be part of the pilot project?
2: We're thinking about two to four hundred parents will be involved, and in, um, we have we're we basically got in contact with a number of different schools that are across different areas of Sydney, um, and we're hoping that through that, through the schools, that we can kind of connect to the parent communities, and then also we will reach out through a number of different avenues that hopefully we can tap into bigger and broader parent communities to have. I guess as many people and as diverse as possible.
0: Yeah. So, because how will you be analyzing the data? Because it, will it be obviously the the app data, but then also because does the app? This is um, we're g- going back a little bit when it was supposed to be coming to the All end, right. but more okay. questions are coming. So, um, are the is the is the parent able to monitor the child's mood progress on the app? Like, is that something that it will do? Like, how will you be able to? Figure out whether the app's working. It will it be in or will it be something through the app?
1: So at at the moment, the the functionality will be through asking the parent different questions periodically, okay, and in, ensuring yeah. that they're only very periodically to to be able to understand if this helps the child. There'll be constant ways that the parent can provide improvements or recommendations. Yeah, and then we're looking for the next update actually very soon to be able to track the child's mood and to be able to provide real time. Advice research recommendations from
0: that amazing. Okay, well, um, coming to the end of the podcast, I think unless there's anything else that you want to mention about inner steps, or do you think there's ever that's kind of covered the app as a whole so far? You've done amazing by the way, covering the app, and I'm sure that everybody listening is like, wow, what an incredible idea! I, I genuinely think it's amazing and love what you guys are doing. And just yeah like I said I'm just in awe of you guys like so young and doing absolutely amazing so that brings me on to the final question um you've achieved so much and working to build this incredible app as 21 year olds so what would your one piece of advice be Matt and and Jesse this is
2: separate um
0: to other young entrepreneurs who are passionate about helping society through technology and innovation?
2: I think for me, the biggest thing that I've learned and the biggest thing I would tell someone else is that if you have an idea that you, you sort of come up with and, and it's based on something that is really important to you, that you you know you're passionate about, that 100% give it a crack. Like just whether that's join an incubator and, and just see if someone else, you know, sees that idea and believes in it. And, you know, I think not... All the time, people will be 100% behind you or tell you that it's the best thing ever. And, you know, people are always going to be like, why are you doing this? And you probably use your time better. Um, but I think when you really believe something and it's it's really important to you that you got to help someone else or however that is, then I guess my piece of advice would be just give it a go. So, yeah. Love that. And Matt absolutely still my one. But, <laughs>
1: there. but yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. the idea is to just try the ecosystem is incredible there's so many people who are looking to help to ensure something whatever you decide whether it's a product for a social cause or whether it's a product you think will be useful for people give it a go try it out it's something that is just hosts incredible opportunities wherever you go and it doesn't have to be the final thing what you start with is never going to be a thing yeah a month down the line six months down the line a year down the line don't get stuck into it Try, you know, if it's not the perfect idea, start. Go from there. You'll find people, find opportunities, and you'll be able to go anywhere from the beginning.
0: Amazing advice, guys. And I'm sure that if there's any young entrepreneurs listening, or entrepreneurs in general, not just young entrepreneurs, yeah. uh, they will find that really valuable. Um, but thank you both for being here. Loved so speaking to us. you <laughs> both. And I'm so excited to watch the journey. And I will also leave all the links in here as well for anybody listening. You Thank might you. be interested in learning a little bit more about the app.
1: Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah.